that beautiful bean footage. With the coronavirus, I want us to stop kissing. Anybody else on board? We got to stop kissing people in the mouth. It's disgusting. It is absolutely... Why do we kiss each other in the mouth? It's gross. I was having sex with this guy. He started kissing me. I was like, man, this is too much. This is... Like, I know your penis is a me, but this is like, we're not there yet. Like, why are you kissing me in the mouth? This is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I'm single, if you didn't realize that. Um... Waiting to exhale Arizona realness. She's serving just divorce, finding herself realness. She's serving tunic with no underwear on realness. Yes. How we doing? Yes. Let me get my frame right. What's up, Pop? How we doing? How we doing? What's up to everybody in the comments? All the early birds. Thank you for being here this evening. We have a great show as always. Look at the comments fired up. Let's see who got here first. Gabe Nelson. What's up, Gabe? How are you? He's already talking about one of the shows or one of the stories we'll be talking about tonight. Absolutely. Hey, Bryces, how are you doing? Hey, Shauna P. Hey, no, not, I, I'm gonna fuck it up. Mawa, Namawa, T. Okay. Demera, I, I hope I'm saying your name. Jax, how you doing? I haven't seen you in forever. Maybe you have been. I haven't been paying attention. Allison and all the CC, yes, the man Moses. Thank you to everybody who's here. Thank you to all the people who have been shedding, spreading the word about Chloe Across America. Thank you to all the folks who have been reposting video clips and all that stuff of the show and past episodes. I appreciate each and every one of you for doing so. Okay. Now. Earlier today, our guest called me when I was sitting on the couch watching British Bake Off, which I've been doing for the past two days, and trying to rack my brain about a project that I'm working on. And she looked at me and she was like, girl, are you on your period? And I said, close. And then she goes, she says, well, if you need some energy, I'll come on tonight and I will help you do the show. And I said, oh my God, this is, you know, sometimes you be manifesting things and you don't even realize you be manifesting things. Like, for example, I was um, having a text conversation with a former colleague yesterday and we were talking about one of our other, like our boss, he was talking about our boss. And I was like, you know what? I haven't heard from him. Like I emailed him, but he hasn't emailed me back. I hope he's okay. You know, maybe he's vacation or whatever. You know, people are busy, right? It's like pilot season in LA. Everybody's busy. And 20 minutes after I finished talking to my former colleague via text, my old boss called me. Now he's never called me before. Okay. So he called me and I saw like a 917 number. And I'm thinking it's like somebody from New York who I don't want to talk to because the number was not saved. And 917, that's an old New York area code number. So it's like probably somebody old who I really didn't want to talk to. Or it was like somebody calling me about my car insurance or like car warranty, all the scammers. So I didn't answer the phone. And then he texted me. He was like, hey, Chloe, this is your old boss. And I was like, ah, manifest, right? And so today I was sitting on the couch watching British Bake Off. Sidebar, if you've ever watched British Bake Off, it really lets you know how unrefined American cuisine is. Because the motherfuckers over there have names on names on names on names for different types of cakes, croissants, pastries, decolletage, 
bon, bon, say, and everybody seems to know, right? Every like if you had a American bake off, they would be like bake macaroni and cheese, bake apple pie, bake lasagna. Like they that would be like the range of our baked stuff in America. But they know all these different types of cakes. So I was watching that, and so so I was sitting there being like, damn, I really don't have the energy. We're gonna talk about why I don't have the energy. I was like, I really don't have the energy for this show tonight. But you know, next week, news flash, Tim. I hope you're listening. There will not be a Chloe Across America next week. Um, I have been booked to do something that I cannot reschedule, so there will be no episode next week. So um, I was like, well, I have to do tonight's show because I can't have two weeks with no show because, you know, the Chloe Americans be coming out and supporting your girl in Tim 2. And my sis hit me up and was like, I'll help you do the show. So please, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, my dear friend, Zaynab Johnson. Hey, Chloe. Yes, I am here with all the energy you need. What you need, I got it. That's real friendship right there. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a friend. Um, yes, this, you saw my face. You saw my energy. You was like, Chloe, look. <laughs> Out of it. All right. So because you're going to help me do the entire show tonight, we don't even need to do Like, catch us up. How are you doing? What's up with you? Yo, you know what? I am doing great. I, I'm, I'm doing absolutely perfect. I've been putting furniture together. I'm just over here accomplishing all the things that seem like hard tasks. I'm doing it biofasting for Ramadan. So, you know what I'm saying? Won't he do it? Mashallah. Everybody just learns a little bit of Af uh, Africa, <laughs> a little bit of Arabic. I, you look, I'm on 10. I'm on 10. The sun is. The sun will be going down by the time I'm finished. You know what I'm saying? Lending a hand, a hand to you. I'm feeling great, Chloe. And, and, and the fact that I could help you show up for your Americans, I feel even better. Do you have a snack like off to the side? Like, are you ready for when the sun goes down and we're still on, on air? You know, I thought about it, but then I heard your voice saying, don't smack on air. I thought about it. I was like, oh, I could have some grapes next to me and some water. But here's the thing. I really do like to make prayer first. So I wasn't going to step off and make prayer. So it can all just wait. It can wait like 15 minutes. So okay. there you go. 15 minutes. All right. Look at you holding us down. Um, yes. Alaikum. Walaikum salam. There you go. That's <laughs> um, you know more. You know, inshallah. Inshallah. You know, Allahu Akbar. Allah Akbar. Yes. Inshallah. Yes. Um, you know, inshallah, you know, mashallah. Ma no, mashallah. I know Mahershala. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for a good laugh. <laughs> I know shit. <laughs> I know Mahershala too. <laughs> so y'all see what type of show this is about to be. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I actually I actually changed the angle so that we could see what was behind you. And this is a portrait that somebody made of you. Some nice, wonderful fan art. It is. It is a portrait. And because my walls are bare as well as my house, I just put that up real quick just to give y'all some color. Of course, that me is looking way better than me, me right now, but it's okay. Hey, Amara well, Simone. Everybody knows you're cute. You pop in. Okay. Oh, what's up, Fanta? Fanta says that they're fasting too. Well, welcome. Uh, Ramazan Mubarak, Fanta. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
Okay, so the reason why my energy is low is because of this first story right here. And this is okay. not an official story, but this is something that Zainab and I talked about already. So I'm, I'm letting y'all know as well. If you receive the COVID vaccination, especially the second shot, okay, there is a chance that you have been feeling fatigued. Uh, Tim, are you okay over there? I know we, Tim, I know we had some technical difficulties, but you're doing a lot with the buttons <laughs> right now, Tim. <laughs> Tim, you're doing a lot with the buttons. You're doing a lot with the buttons. Okay. Um, so because I got the second shot, I noticed, right? You know, I told you guys a while ago that I was doing um, my wellness journey, right? My wellness journey. And I was like losing my pandemic pounds. So I'm from the height of my pandemic pounds to now I'm down 32 pounds, right? Feeling great, all that stuff. But about two weeks ago, I started noticing that I was not losing the weight that I had been losing before. And I was doing everything the same. I was exercising. I was dieting. I was going for my long walks. I was doing yoga, everything, everything. And then a couple of friends and I started talking and we were like, have you noticed that like you've been like bloated or having trouble gaining, like losing weight or like, you know, even gaining weight? And all of them said yes. So yesterday, breaking news from me to y'all, I got confirmation from my doctor that people have been experiencing bloat, weight gain, or weight plateaus as a result from that second shot. And also constipation, low energy, and some like skin, like some like little skin irritations. So that is why she was not in the mood today to do the show. I mean, of course I love doing the show, but my energy was really low as a part of that as well. And so I'm just letting y'all know that these are some of the effects that I have confirmed from people. So if you out here looking at the scale, like why the hell am I not losing any weight? That could be part of the reason. Zainab, what do you have to say? Well, one, I want to ask you a question. What, which vaccine did you get? And is it specific? Is this symptom specific to that vaccine or is it across the board? I'm not sure if it is specific to that vaccine. I got Pfizer, so I'm not sure if, okay. it's, if it's specific to Pfizer, but I have talked to five of my friends who all said the same thing, and then my doctor confirmed it, and he said that when he was um, well, like on the message board, so you know like all the doctors have message boards, so he's saying like other doctors have been talking about it and been like, yo, um, yes, people have been complaining because they are not seeing the scale move at all. Like I went from losing like a consistent amount of weight to being about like in the same five pound range over the past, like two and a half weeks. And I'm just like, I know you're supposed to lose like two pounds, uh, two pounds a week, but I was just like bouncing back and forth between like, you know, these three pounds and I was just going crazy. And Zayna saw me like, I was like, I'm about to eat a whole draft. Fuck this diet. <laughs> and I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, when you are somebody's friend and you hear their real like vulnerable thoughts and experiences and you exp and you witness their journey, the last thing you want to see when they really commit to something is them give up, especially if they give up and it's because of an outside factor that they're unaware of. So I was so happy that you found out that that's what was sort of stunting this process, this journey that was on, but I am a firm believer, Chloe, that you don't do two major things at once. You don't, everybody is like, Zainab, get the vaccine. I'm like, it's Ron, one thing at a time. You don't go on a diet and give up smoking. One thing at a time. You see, I am not wearing no makeup because I had a really bad breakout. 
And so I had to remove everything. I'm like, I don't know if it's the sun, I don't know if it's chocolate, I don't know if it's a new environment, I don't know if it's dust, I don't know if it's stress. So I can't, I can't do nothing. But you can't do two major things in your life at one time because they're bound to have like adverse effects. So, yeah, and I wasn't even thinking about that, you know, because I was so excited to get the vaccine, um, and I was already on my wellness journey. I didn't even put two and two together. I just was like, oh, I'm just getting, you know, I'm just getting inoculated for whatever, you know, because you can get the flu shot and do whatever you're doing. I thought of, I'm thinking of it as like the flu shot, and so I was not stressed out about it but uh lord knows i was going through i was in here like pulling my hair out being like what is happening to my body and and don't get me wrong i'm being dramatic because you know i was really excited about like my progress with my weight loss but um i didn't have any real effects like i wasn't like laying in the bed with chills i, I didn't have any of that stuff but i was just frustrated no yeah but you had a major level of discouragement and that's the emotional and sometimes Sometimes that's a worse effect than uh, a physical pain or a physical discomfort. You know what I'm saying? Because a physical pain discomfort is tangible, which means that usually the solution to it is much easier. But when it's emotional, it's like I don't even really know how to, you know, fix this. But let me tell you what, you cannot pay me to get a flu shot. Okay, like two years ago, I went into Kaiser, into the emergency room because I thought, I was dramatic. My foot was bothering me. I thought I had diabetes because, you know, when you got diabetes, they start with the feet. Right. So I was like, oh, my God, doctor, you got to check me. Make sure I don't got diabetes. Right. And she was like, stop. And I'm like, OK, well, my foot is hurting so bad. Can you give me x-rays? And she was like, yeah, but before I do that, will you take the flu shot? I was like, no, they came. I'm talking about two or three nurses and another doctor came in my waiting room four times, Chloe, to give me the flu shot before they took me to get an x-ray. So finally, I said, listen, I'm here for my foot. I'm not doing anything until you guys give me an exit, uh, an X-ray on my foot. And they were like, oh, oh, it's okay. I was like, I don't get the big deal. Why are you trying to force this flu shot down my throat? And they were like, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's just, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me my X-ray for my foot. That's the only thing I'm here for. <laughs> um, why won't you get the flu shot? For what? I, I mean, I don't you know, know why I moved my twist. <laughs> for what? You know, because, well, I will say this in New York a couple of years ago, and I think it was all over the country, but in New York, like maybe like three or four years ago, there was like a bad flu season where people were straight up dying. Yeah, not me though. Was, which probably was a precursor to COVID and we just wasn't paying attention. And so there was a time when they were like, listen, this, this flu season is really bad and it mutates. Now I've had the flu shot before. I don't get it every year. I, I haven't gotten it probably in about three or four years. Put it like this. I haven't gotten a flu shot since I was, since the last time I had health insurance, which was a while ago. I have health insurance now, but when I was still having health insurance and they, every year, especially when you work for a company and they're like, time to get your flu shot. And I'll be like, let me go get my flu shot. But I feel you, you know? I mean, I'm just, I'm not, I'm all about like, you know, taking care of yourself. Chloe, you know me. I'm, I'm sort, I'm sort of, I'm sort of a preventative type of person, you know? Um, but I also feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm not one of those people that don't go to the doctor. I have health insurance. I go to the doctor. I go to specialists. I go, you know what I'm saying? But no, I ain't never, I ain't never been, I, you know, I get sick, which all of COVID, I haven't been sick. And you know, I've been on set. I've, I've taken a hundred COVID tests at this point, probably more than that and have never tested positive. But, um, I, even if I go, you know, the only time I ever take medicine 
if I go to the hospital or doctor and I'm prescribed with some sort, sort of virus, the only time I ever take medicine is if it's strep throat. Because I know that, you know, me juicing garlic and ginger ain't going to get rid of that. But everything else, I go right to my juicer. I go right to my echinacea. I go right to my herb. And I go right to the bed. And then I come out when everything is back fine. There you go. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Santino. I see. Let me tell you something about the Clomericans they now. They really be holding each other down. Santino got here late and everybody filled him in on what they missed. So, <laughs> you know, community supporting everybody. Okay. Speaking of support. Now, now, hold on. Let me appeal to y'all. Let me go big real quick. Uh, speaking of support. Now, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we here at the Chloe Across America team um, are slowly migrating to our new channel. Thank you to those who are watching on the new channel. If you're not watching on the new channel, please remember to join the new YouTube channel. YouTube backslash. Hey, Chloe. Very simple. Very simple. The reason why we're moving to a new YouTube channel is because Tim got my original YouTube account banned from making any money and so we have to start a new channel so that i can make money um well we can make money and you can do all the super likes and all that stuff now the reason why i brought all of that up right is because this next story is also about tipping that tip drill or ditch <laughs> let me tell you something let me tell you how petty tip is before we started this episode tim's mouse died so he was not able to zip zap zip zap zip zap the way so i knew when i said that tim is the reason why our old youtube channel can't make no money he was over there fumbling trying to find a way to throw some shade and get his mouse to work so he could pick a motherfucking clip the devil is a motherfucking liar <laughs> i guess that mouse is recharged now tim um <laughs> Anyway, so this next story popped up today on a timeline. Um, Twitter has announced a tip option. If you like somebody on Twitter, if you like their tweet, this is how it works. There is, this is what they said, show your love, leave a tip. Now testing tip jar, a new way to give and receive money on Twitter. More coming soon. And this is how it works. They showed a little video of it. And basically you go to someone's profile you click on that button and it says send via cash app or send via Patreon and all that stuff. And so you connect all your accounts and they can send you a tip. Zaina, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, I don't have any thoughts about it, to be honest with you. I mean, Twitter is probably one of the last social media sites to monetize, right? Um, and, well, I guess Instagram hasn't monetized either. Like, I think they're in a beta stage as well. You can, you can tip on um oh on ig live mm -hmm. oh okay so i think that they're all trying to incentivize their sites and i think that that's all for it i think that that i think that incentivizing and monetizing your site it'll always service people who have big followings you know what i'm saying or, or people who have a, a fan base because you know people like to give money you know but i don't see any i don't see anything wrong with it i mean I, I don't, I think that you can find everything on Twitter. You get what I'm saying? Like you can, you know, you can find some nudes on Twitter. You could find some political stuff on Twitter. You could find some comedy on Twitter. You could find beats on Twitter. So, I mean, I just want to know how it's taxed. Like how you claim your Twitter earnings. 
Well, I think, I think if they just have you going to these other money sources, I think you're just going to have to like pay out Cash App, Patreon, all that other stuff. But, but my thing is this, you know that it's going to be compromised. Like someone is going to be hacked. Someone's money is going to be conveniently rerouted to some prince in Nigeria who's trying to get his family out of exile, whatever lie they tell to get people to send the money. It's, I just feel that a scam is in the midst. I do think that um, it makes, I think that it kind of cuts out the, um, the like crowdsourcing websites. And, and by that, I mean, you know, Twitter is normally where a lot of crowdsourcing happens. I don't see a bunch of like donate to this campaign, click this link on Instagram. And I'm, I, don't, I don't really do Facebook, but on Twitter, those are always really like direct links. So if you don't have to like go to GoFundMe or Indiegogo or wherever, you can just actually like place in a tweet what it is that you're campaigning for and then say tip to donate. I think that that really cuts out other sites that, that have been offering that service. That's true. I also feel like Twitter should be monetizing those tweets that go viral, right? And you know, like if you have a video that goes viral on YouTube or whatever, you start to see a payback, you know? So if you have a tweet that hits like, you know, a couple hundred thousand or something, I do think that Twitter should say, oh, where is a tweet that went viral? Because I know a lot of times when tweets go viral, all of a sudden the person whose tweet went viral has like all of this goofy shit to order from like Amazon. Like they have the light, they have the light, they have the, you know, all these like, like weird tchotchke things that they say, oh, buy this, buy this, buy this. And it's like, oh, someone else has said to them, your tweet's going viral. We'll pay you X amount of money to put these other links. That's why you always see the same thing underneath a viral tweet. Mm. Like Twitter should be doing that. Like they should be incentivizing people who have viral tweets because it'd be nobodies who all of a sudden have a tweet that got like 700,000 likes. And if they said, Hey, we're going to give you, you know, two cents for every like over 200,000. Well, I, I, I mean, I think that that's a great idea, but I think that you have changed what Twitter was trying to offer. Twitter said, we're not giving you no money. We asking your followers to give you money. <laughs> the moment you suggested we pay you for what you've been doing on this platform already. No, no, no. We not with that. I know. That's the truth. That's not truth. even two cents. Oh, I know. Ain't that a shame? Man, them, us and, and TLC can't get no, no points <laughs> off nothing. Uh, speaking of somebody getting shafted, this story came out yesterday, reported by the LA Times, and it states that in 2019, mm -hmm. ICM asked several of its Black employees to pose as agent trainees in a video that was supposed to be for diversity, also during Black History Month. So basically, ICM is one of the big three agencies out here, and they are they do everything, right? They represent artists, they handle movies and television shows and all that stuff. And so if you ever seen, what's that movie, Entourage, that TV show Entourage, like the agent, like that big yelling agent kind of guy who's like, give me the money, give me the deals. And so it tends to be that these big agencies are not well staffed when it comes to diversity. And so they had to ask other black people who just happened to work there to come in here and sit down and act like they are in a training program, but they're not. And later the HR department says, yes, it was an oversight and it was a wrong decision and we didn't release the video. But now these former black employees are speaking up and I believe they're trying to get like a, a lawsuit going. But I was just like, at what stage of, at what stage do you say, 
why don't we just hire more people of color versus lying in a video? <laughs> First of all, let me just back up. That was a New York Times article. I will never know the New York Times news because every time I click on an article, they be asking me for money. So oh, I'll never out. LA Times. Yeah, it was LA Times. Oh, yes. LA Times, New York, New York. They will be asking for money. It's like I'm never going to know the news if y'all keep asking me for money. Um, but, you know, everybody keeps trying to trying to take the easy way out, you know? And that, I mean, that really does show you how much people, how committed people are to ignorance when you can just, you can just hire like the right people. You can just diversify your office. You can just add women, black people, Asian people, Spanish people, Indian people. Like you can just do that instead of, you know, two years later being looked at as idiots and now having a civil suit. It just doesn't make sense. Not to mention, it's so old, Chloe. That is like that is like a scene from a, a 1992 sitcom or, or movie. You know, when you grab to, I mean, that that's the thing about like racism and stuff. It's like, it's nothing new. We've been experiencing the same ass racism for hundreds of years. Like that is that is the thing. The one it don't matter how far, it don't matter how many people Elon must take to the moon. We are not getting new racism. It's like the same old racism. And they so lazy with it though. They like that's the thing is this they're so lazy. And you know what? When like when we're dealing with right now, when it comes to the GOP trying to pass all these, and they are passing all these like voter suppression laws, and you know the simple fact that they made a law that says that if you're standing in line to vote, you cannot be handed any food or water because they really want you to starve to death or be dehydrated or really get frustrated and leave. Like how that is no different than fucking Jim Crow laws, right? That's no different than saying you can't drink from this water fountain, and yet and still the larger society looks at this thing and go, oh, that's fucked up instead of being like yo this is wild racist like why are we not calling it what it is it's wild racist they're not imaginative they're not inventive they're using the same tactics to berate people of color to ignore us until it becomes convenient and it's like yo why do we keep allowing this shit to happen over and over again like it's not enough to just be like oh that's fucked up here's a lawsuit but it's just like stop doing that shit period yeah, I think it's like, I, I mean, I don't know what it's going to take, but I do know that some people of color also don't want to be hired just because they're people of color. They well, I, like, well, well, because well, in that, in the article that I read, one of the people that they pulled in that wasn't like an agent had like a degree from Harvard or something, right? Had like a major degree or something like that. So it's like, I'm actually more qualified for this position having nothing to do with my ethnic makeup. But for some reason, you keep reducing everything that I am to what I look like. And it's just, I mean, I, I actually, I, I don't have it. I don't know. I don't even know what, I don't even know what to say. Do you think that we should, I mean, this is not to simplify or to fix the problem, but in the instance of hiring practices, do you think that it should be a blind hiring process. You know, like sometimes when you submit for like a writer's room, they say, take your name off. We don't even want to know the sex, the age, the race of the person, just send us the material and we pick who we like. Do you think that should be along the lines of this? Only if the only if the position um, being filled has nothing to do with, with an ethnic makeup. Like a writing room, a writing room telling a story 
it helps to specifically have people who are familiar with that story, right? But coding, uh, flipping a burger, or t you know what I'm saying, filling a blank, like certain jobs, it doesn't take any, it doesn't take any ethnic specificity for you to do that job. It takes you being qualified at that particular skill. I don't care what color you are if you my plumber. I don't care. All I need to know is you know how to plumb. You get what I'm saying? That's all I need to know. Also, ICM and I listen. Know how to know how to plumb? That's not a word. No. Clearly, I don't know how to plumb. <laughs> ICM though, who I could very well see myself being in business with at some point in my career. Like, y'all book actors. Y'all work actors and stuff. Y'all didn't have to go through the PR scandal. Y'all could have just hired. Y'all could have hired a whole crew of people that weren't your real employees and made them as ethnically diverse. Y'all could have been like, we need a black girl, we need an Indian man, we need an Asian transsexual, we need a, do you get what I'm saying? We Like you could have done all of that in casting. That is what you do. Yeah. It's the very field you work in. Yeah, it's like when you get on a plane and they have those safety videos, none of them motherfuckers know how to do the shit that they are telling you to do. They yes, them. exactly. Y'all making... <laughs> They make fun of you saying plumbers gonna plumb. But you know what I you know what I'm thinking about? You know on Martin's special, Martin Lawrence's special when he was like when when he was being a girlfriend and he was like, Ain't you the coat check girl? Check him. Yeah. Check him, bitch. <laughs> oh, plumbers gonna plumb. I should get that on a t shirt. You definitely put that on a t shirt. <laughs> do it before somebody else does. Um, Make a habit. Okay. Tweet it, y'all. Tweet it. See if y'all get some tips. Yeah, that's true. Um, next story. So you brought this one to my attention today because apparently there's some hoopla um, over a Disney ride. Um, Disney Land or Disney World has been closed for over 400 days and people went <laughs> to see the ride and someone made a review of the Snow White ride where they see Prince Charming kiss her while she is asleep. Of course, if you know the story of Snow White, she ate an apple, it was poisoned, and then she passes out and she can't be revived until a Prince Charming kisses her and brings her back to life. But she's not the only princess that had to be kissed to be brought back to life. The same thing happened with Sleeping Beauty. And I feel like they just used the same like cartoon setup and just changed all the aesthetics because it's always the same pose. And also, nobody looks that fucking cute when they passed out in a coma. These bitches is in a coma. Go back to sleep, Go back to Snow White, Tim. If your mouse is working, look, in a coma, who want to kiss a motherfucker in a coma? I've been to the hospital. I've seen people in a hospital bed and I never once thought, oh, I want to press my lips against their lips. You know, Chloe, I love what you focus on. <laughs> I love that you are focusing on morbid uh, makeout sessions. Um, what, first of all, do they understand the alternative? Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, they dead without the prince kissing them. So y'all rather have the lady die. This is how I know patriarchy hates women. Y'all rather have the women die. Y'all rather have the princesses die than have a prince. Come, you don't think the princess got so much else to do. The prince didn't slip her no roofie. The, the, the prince ain't slipping no pill. The prince ain't prick her with nothing. The prince, the prince's only job is to wake up the princess. That's his only job. Let him do it. But, but it's like, 
don't open the floodgates. This is so this is so ridiculous. There are so many other pressing things in the world. For yeah. people who focus on this, they got all the time. They got too much time. Not to mention, that is the whole point of a fairy tale. Every single princess got to do something uncomfortable. Cinderella had to wear a glass slipper. Everybody know the only thing that's comfortable is leather. If, Chloe, if you had to wear a glass slipper, how many corns would you have? First of all, I, I would just stay in the house and clean because I would like, ain't no way I could walk outside with your mother. Y'all, y'all want me to die. I might as well just stay here and talk to these mice. Chloe, Rapunzel had the had the dude climbing up her hair. What lady, regardless of her culture, want a guy climbing on her hair? Every uh, a princess, Princess Tiana, our only black princess, she was stuck with a frog. I, I can't even remember if Tiana got love. But yeah. I mean, this is this. She had, him. she had to go in a swamp and find her man. Ain't that some shit? That, you see how they do us black women? They was like, no, make this bitch get, turn into a frog and find this nigga in a dirty ass Louisiana swamp. But I'm just saying, there's, a, there's enough real life dirty ass men out there doing the wrong things that people know about. Politicians, powerful men that people know about. They turning their head about, and you want to you want to make a big fit over over. Uh, a fairy tale? Now, a fairy what they, tale. What they should be mad about is all the drugging these motherfucking princesses got to deal with. And who be drugging them? Women. Women be drugging exactly. them. Exactly. They, they auntie and them be drugging them. These hating ass bitches who mad that they look better be straight up drugging them. So you that's the that's a part of the story too. It's like if you pretty, you going to be drugged because some bitch don't like you and doesn't want you to be pretty. So like that's really what that's what the story is, and then on top of that, in order for you to have a good life, you need a man to help you have a good life. All the all the fairy tales is fucked up. Not to mention the Disney ones are just sanitized versions of the real ones because these fairy tales, all of them go back hundreds of years, if not exactly. centuries, and they are all seeped in real for real trauma. Like Ring Around a Rosie, Pocket Full of Toesies, they was really cutting the little kids' toes off. Like mm -hmm. Pied Piper was really coming in here and snatching kids up. So that's mm -hmm. another thing that when R. Kelly started calling himself Pie Piper, I was like, y'all niggas don't read books because the Pie Piper was kidnapping kids and lo and fucking behold, this nigga was in here sex trafficking kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, now here's where I got to push back on Twitter tipping because the person that thought it is tried to make Snow White in the, in the Prince a Me Too situation, they gonna tweet that, and that tweet is gonna go viral, Chloe. I don't want that tweet to get two cents every every retweet, cause that that is something that is ridiculous, but it's salacious enough. It's controversially enough. You get what I'm saying? It gives people with nothing to do, no real life thing to do, or people fighting their real lives, some a, a, a stupid cause, a stupid conversation to have, and then they gonna get two cents every time people engage in that conversation, and I don't want it. Mm. I'm mad that we even had to you know, cash up us something. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look and see if, if a tweet, see if a tweet got five hundred thousand retweets times how much is point two, point oh two, ten thousand dollars. Man, that's a come up though. I'll be tweet, I'll be tweeting crazy shit every day, just hope, hoping. Exactly, 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 exactly. It's gonna change the whole motivation. Twitter is already a cesspool of people's thoughts and words. Absolutely. I do believe that all of these fairy tales was really just an attempt to tell bitches to not be cute and to stay in a fucking house. I think every at the end of the day, they was like, oh, you think you're cute? This is what happens when cute bitches leave the house. They get poisoned. They can't sew. They get locked up in a the towel. <laughs> I think 
that's a part of the fucking misogyny. You know, also the same thing with witches, you know. I, I firmly believe that when you talk about all the witch trials in Salem, it was just men being like, these bitches is too small for their own good. We're going to say they mm-hmm. know the devil and drown them. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chloe, and I don't mean to go here, but you know, I, I'm a hopeless romantic, right? And I think what people forget about fairy tales is it's exactly that, right? It's your fairy tale. So Prince Charming, if, if you ask every woman or gay man who their Prince Charming is, He's the ideal perfect person. We all want our ideally perfect person to kiss us while we're asleep and wake us up out of a beautiful slumber. Do you get what I'm saying? When you say, oh, the prince kissed her while she was sick, it sounds like some random ass stranger, some dude that didn't ask your permission. It sounds like the it sounds like the guy that you've been saying, leave me alone, stranger danger, stranger danger, for the past 10 years, done found a way into your house and kissed you while you were sleeping. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not that, it is a fairy tale. It is your idea of perfection. Yeah. Wait, Butter, Butter uh, P said, I was just gonna say that OG Sleeping Beauty, the prince rapes her and giving birth to her children wakes her up. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, damn. I mean, damn. Oh my God. Hello. <laughs> Jeez Willikers. You know what? Well, Right, misogyny. I'm a first of all, I'm not having any kids, uh, and that's a confirmation. But, um, if I were to have kids, I would have to write my own fairy tales because ain't no way in hell I'm letting them read no shit like that. Period. In the story, they gonna they my kids gonna read Berenstein Bears all day long. And Amelia Berenstein Bears wasn't she wasn't that? Oh no, that's at that's um, what's her name? When she's like, one is too small, one is too big, this is just right. That's Goldilocks. No, the Berenstein Bears was a family that lived in the country woods. And they lived in a tree trunk. And Amelia Bedelia was a, a, a housekeeper who never got shit right. She was a goofy bitch. And I loved her because she was, she was just like a French maid. And she was ugly, too. And she never got anything right. Amelia Bedelia. All I right. read so many. I'm so sorry to stop you before you go on. I read so many books. And none of them affected me in the way in the, the way that people um, are trying to protect the youth from by canceling. Do you get what I'm saying? I read all of these books. I read the Babysitters Club. I, I mean, I've read every every series of books that you're supposed to read at the at your age, and you know, as you develop. Every single thing. I was reminded on Instagram the other day when Carrie Cottett posted something about Eric Jerome Dickey, and I'm like, oh my god! I read every single Eric Jerome Dickey book, but I don't even remember. Like I remembered it once I was reminded, but I don't walk around in the world uh heavily influenced by the thing that sort of taught taught me words and since you know saying, taught me great like i don't know I, this this is just I, ridiculous I never, I never wanted to eat no green eggs and ham i get what you're exactly saying, but i do think that there's something to the princess though because the princess thing the princess mentality it really does seep into a young girl's consciousness because it, it sets a precedence on how she believes she's supposed to be treated and also a part of that is a, a part of it is you are turning over your power to a man who's supposed to make your life better. So I am really against this whole princess mentality. I do jokes about it. I talk about it in my lectures because it really does set women up for failure if you're sitting here thinking that your life is not going to be perfect until you have a man that can come in and complete you. And so that is also a part of misogyny. But speaking of misogyny, girl, you know we got to get to this next story. Speaking okay. of 
Hajani. There is a new rumble in the jungle, y'all. Now, before we go to this video, um, I don't even know how these two intersected, but you know, a, a broken clock is, is right twice a day and they found each other and they have been going at it on social media. So without further ado, the next uh, verses that we want to see is between these two gentlemen right here. Go ahead, Tim. Thank you. Talk to us more like Umar. <laughs> what makes it so bad about these uh, so-called life coaches? The Prince of Pan-African. Big Papa's in the house. People send me clips of some of these YouTubian opportunists. Run my donations. I'm seeing some of them quote me verbatim without giving credit to their source. But I think it's funny y'all keep coming over here asking everybody to talk like Umar. So why are you quoting my material and not referencing me? You obviously watch me. Queen Mother God, Coco Butter and Seamoss Gold. You two being beta male wannabe life coaches that are out there. Um, shout out to No Context Dr. Umar, an account on Twitter that just posts Dr. Umar clips out of context. It's very entertaining. I think they actually have more followers than the real Dr. Umar on Twitter. Um, now, Zainab, we talked about Derek Jackson on this show uh, with Yamanika. Oh, we did son. with Yamanika. Yes, and when that whole thing popped off, um, we kind of touched on Kevin Samuels. And Dr. Umar is someone who's been around, but we don't really focus on him that much because his thing, you know, for all intents and purposes is, is about uplifting black people and black black culture. So we let him slide on a lot of the things that he says because at the end of the day it, it appears to be the for the for the for the better. But somehow he caught wind of Kevin Samuels and he had a lot to say about Kevin Samuels. Now if you don't know who uh Kevin Samuels is this is is this gentleman right here um aka a YouTubian expert. Yeah, these YouTubian experts <laughs> I love that Listen, that's nope. better than plumbers going plumb. Listen, the one thing about Dr. Umar, he be hitting them zingers. He is funny. He don't, I don't know if he knows it, but he's funny. Um, Kevin Samuels started a YouTube channel less than a year ago and has amassed all of this attention, both good and bad, mostly bad. And people hate watch him and all that stuff because he be dragging people. And when I first heard of him, I saw a clip and I thought it was funny. I thought he was just roasting people. I didn't think that he thought he was really giving real life advice because he was attacking men and women. But then he started doubling down on black women talking about like, are you a top shelf woman? And it's to the point now where on dating sites, I'm on a dating site, on dating sites, you will see in the men's description, I am an alpha male looking for a feminine woman who's a top shelf woman. Like they're really like regurgitating a lot of things that Kevin Samuels says um, about black women. So then of course, because of this beef, people started digging deep and somebody found an old high school photo of Kevin Samuels. Let's see the photo, please. Kevin Rashawn Samuels, AKA Fred, is a Pisces who describes himself as unique. Kevin enjoys dancing, clothes, and meeting people. He's a member of the band, student council, stage band, MHS dancers, pep club, and the bronze gents. 
Kevin plans to attend OU and major in biomed. If you want to get into the full look of this 1980-something photo, let's look at the next photo so you can get into the look. This is the fashion he's talking about, honey. <laughs> I see your face. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Let me tell you. First of all, his high school pictures look better than any pictures that he has out now. That is, and I love my LGBTQ people, but that's the straightest he has ever looked. Um, I, you, I, I mean, listen, I know people be making fun of Dr. Umar, but in, a, in any sort of fight, a fight of words, a fight of, uh, vi you know what I'm saying, videos, a fight of advice, a fist fight, I'm taking Dr. Umar over Kevin Samuels every single day of the week every single day of the week and i do think that dr umar i do think that he 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 gets an inch and he takes a mile you know sometimes like, i think he goes off a little too deep but like you said i think for all intents and purposes is that what it is is that how you say that um i think that he is in pursuit of the greater good of his people i think that kevin samuels is 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 for a check and here's the thing and this is like a pet peeve of mine i've learned to like let this go what happens with people online right is that they do something and the thing as you said chloe like a tweet that you get paid for if i say something wild and i make ten thousand dollars off of that guess what i'm gonna keep saying things that are wild even if it's not authentic to me even if that's not the person that i am so kevin samuels what i understand is he actually started out really um actually giving he, he started out almost like Derek jackson like coming to men saying this is how you need to show up for women this is how you need to show up and then he did that video where he said the foul stuff to that black woman and it went viral and ever since it that's when he doubled down on the well let me put you know what i'm saying let me put black women in a place they think they so strong they think they so this let me put black women in their place and all that shows to me is you actually don't stand for anything except except a dollar you know and those types of people i am not against success at all I am not against paying your bills, but people who do things solely for um, the bag, I have no respect for. And yeah. I think that Dr. Umar, I think that it, I think that what he says, the core of him really believes a lot of what he says and is for the uplifting of our people. I, I really do believe that. And I believe he got hands. I think that he will not get Kevin Samuels the fuck out. I could say that because the sun went down. Knocking, <laughs> he will knock him the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? And then and then do a spoken word piece afterwards. <laughs> Ain't nothing worse than getting beat up by a dude doing a spoken word word poem. Okay. Wait, I just want to bring up Ricardo again. Ricardo said, Did y'all see Zaynab's face when Chloe said she was on a dating app? <laughs> what was my face? <laughs> my face. I know Chloe is on dating apps. Chloe, y'all don't understand it. At the beginning of mine and Chloe's friendship, and I'll never forget this. Chloe said to me, Oh, I got the perfect man for you. And I was like, Really? She said, No. No, I want you to tell the story really big. Hold on, let me get you really big so you can tell the story because people don't believe the story. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> and thank you so much, whoever's talking about my skin, because like i said no makeup i am um 
trying to recover from a breakout. Anywho, so at the beginning of mine and Chloe's uh, uh, friendship, we were at a vegan restaurant in New York City, in like Soho or something. And she's like, oh, I got the perfect man for you. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, well, do you care if I F them? And I'm like, what? She was like, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I did it to him, but I think he's perfect for you. And I was like, Chloe, the very thing that messes up him being perfect for me is that he had sex with you. And she was like, well, no, let me show you his dick. She pulled out her phone, proceeded to show me his dick, but that ain't even the part that makes her Chloe. She had to scroll through about 19 other dicks before she got to his dick. So Listen. if you think my face did something with her saying she's on a dating website, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I still to this day believe that y'all would have been a nice little couple. It might it might not have went the distance. He liked to run. He was a runner. He liked to run. You like to run. He was tall and skinny, like you like him. He was dark chocolate with a beard. He had a, he had a full beard. He had a good job, girl. He had a nice place. This place was nice. Um. He's also the same guy who who ended up asking me to go hide in the basement because a chick that he was fucking with came over. Did I ever? I told you that story, right? <laughs> you did. You did. Yes. So it ended up being him. Um, but that was like after you told me you didn't want him, so I had sex with him again, and that's what happened. Um, so uh, see man. now this face. Please talk about this face. You your your um instincts were right because Chloe's a hoe. I am not. <laughs> She's a runner. She's that far. I cannot. Um, first of all, I am not a whore, okay? I'm a woman who was sexually liberated uh, probably in my late, mid to late 20s. And I was just out here feeling things out. First of all, I'm a late bloomer. Like, you know, when we talk you about- You don't even um, need no excuses, sis. You don't need no excuses. What this no, man, I Tim, is not going to do is come into the broadcast and call our queen, Chloe, a whore. That's what we are not going to allow, okay? On this 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 black girl magic this black girl magic platform, Tim. While we appreciate you, we will not stand for it. You like the accent that came from? Uh, shakran Habibti Shakran. <laughs> Yo, but Chloe, why you know Dr. Umar had just did like a, a um interview on a breakfast club or something like that. My little sister called me and was like Yo, I think we need to hook you up with Dr. Umar. <laughs> she said, your name is already Johnson. You ain't even got to change that. She said, I think, she said, I think you need Dr. Umar. He said he wanted a brown skin girl with kinky hair, uh, with a natural body. My sister said, that's you. And then the stuff that you be saying, you be sounding just like Dr. Umar when you be, you know, lecturing me. I can't, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to sit on here and lie to y'all, okay? I saw a picture of a young, fit Dr. Umar, and I was like, he could get it. He could get it. You Dr. Get Umar, even Chubby looked way better than Daniels. For sure. I mean, I feel like Dr. Umar now is at that point where he's so transient. Like, I'm sure his diet is fucked up. He ain't really cooking no food like that. He out here um, going on IG Live 19 hours out the goddamn day. He need he. I know he got hypertension. I just feel like he gets gout occasionally. I know he not eating clean. I know there's no way he eating clean. There's no way Dr. Umar is eating clean. <laughs> well, said, you know. She said the feds gonna crack down on your whole marriage if you marry Dr. Umar. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would. Listen, they probably would. 
Um, speaking of bad eating habits, uh, this new uh, thing popped up on my timeline, and this is a part of the what the fuck food edition. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, um, would you buy this product? This is potato salad and a gallon jug. Creamiest potato salad. <laughs> fresh. I don't know if you know if it's fresh, Zainab. It's fresh. Not to mention they have it in the um in the milk aisle. In the milk in the aisle. dairy aisle. Now, this might be fake. This might be fake, but still, I I, I can't put it past nobody. I can't put it past <laughs> Y'all, and just so y'all know, I got a degree in teaching, so I will be right at that Frederick Douglass school. Sorry, Chloe, we still in the last story. I will be right in that Frederick Douglass school, like the YouTubians, right, baby? The YouTubians. Listen, that's what he needed. If he had you in his life, he probably would have opened up that school. That's the that's the biggest thing that people have to say against Dr. Umar. And I'm not defending him because I don't defend men. Is that he kept talking about uh raising money for a school and he never opened up the school now i do want to say and someone with a degree in education zainab you could speak to this it is really hard to fund a school and that is why you have so many charter schools now because public schools don't have the budget that they should have and so you have all of these other major companies and corporations putting into charter schools so for a black man to say i'm gonna open up a school yeah it's gonna take him a while and he probably won't get to that point because there's a lot of factors yeah, and Doctor, I mean, we don't have to stay here, but he also, you know, he a lot of a lot of what he needs, according to him, is the infrastructure, right? It's not the it's not the students, it's not the body, it's not the teachers, it's not the curriculum. He actually needs simple things like plumbing, like cooling and a you know what I'm saying? Heat and cooling. He actually needs people who can build, people who can it's like renovating a building. Those are the things that he actually needs to bring that school. And it's like, instead of us, and I think that we do this to ourselves, like the only way that I'm going to say he full of shit is if I did everything with my resources to help him and I still saw, saw no um, return on that. Do you get what I'm saying? But I think from afar, we like, ah, he keeps talking about this school. It's, we, we all have that, Chloe, where we feel like we are not going to get the, the support and the help from our community from the people yeah. who look like us. But every single time somebody, Dr. Umar or whoever wants to build a school that will teach us in the way that we complain all the time on social media, the way we fighting for them to freaking include the 16, 19 project, the way we fighting, the things that we want to teach in school, we need to be building up bricks the way they was tearing down bricks in um, Women of Brewster Place. That's what we need to do or we don't need to be saying nothing. So, yes, y'all, I don't know who you know, but clearly I should probably be with Dr. Umar. <laughs> <laughs> because Listen, these YouTubians. <laughs> don't let don't let him see you with a headscarf on, sis. It's a wrap. <laughs> I mean, if you were, if he if he slid in your DMs, if all right, like seriously, if Dr. Umar slid into your DMs, would you would you go out on a date? I would go out on a date with Dr. Umar. Would you tell anybody? I, I, you know, I would tell you. Yeah, of course you would tell me. Yeah, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like post it like, oh, y'all, I'm about to go in there. Because Chloe, you know me, I'm here for a story. You think I'm not about to have a, a hot 10 minutes of fire of stand up if I go? Like, that's the thing, right? If I go on a date with Umar, he's either the man of my dreams, he's either my 
Afrocentric Prince Charming, or I got I got a fourth of my stand-up special. Either way, it's a win-win for me. Sidebar. Um, speaking of the story, what happened to the man in Canada on the um on the scooter? Uh, he was on a unicycle. Unicycle. That changes things. Um, <laughs> I told him um that I, I that I was good on the whole experience, like that I was going to pass, and he accepted, which I, I appreciate. He's like, oh, okay, see you around. Yeah. Okay, okay, because oh, okay, so backstory: when Zaynab was filming the next season of Upload, which comes out next year, right? The top of next. I year? I don't know. I hope it comes out this year. I hope it comes out in the fall. Okay. So, so when, she, when she was filming season two of Upload, she was in Canada and she met a man on a on a uni, on a automatic mm -hmm. unicycle, like the like the one wheel, right? The one wheel that you just stand on and it rolls, or he had handles on it. He didn't have handles, but I don't think he just. Oh yeah, I guess he did. Damn, I didn't get into the specifics of the mechanic of it, but yeah, it was just one wheel and no handles. <laughs> and she told me, she said, "I'm gonna go out with him for the story." So that's why that just made me think of that to see if you. Because yeah. I never heard. I was like, "What happened to that story?" Okay. Yeah, I was gonna go for the story, but then the things that he was suggesting, it wasn't even worth. I can't. I'm not gonna put myself through torture for the story. You get what I'm saying? But suggesting. I do a bit about it on stage now, which is why I said <laughs> you either going listen, you either gonna be the man of my dreams or you gonna give me killer stand-up material. It's up to you. But yeah, we could go out. Yeah, and also men out there, if you're watching, if you do go out with us, if it doesn't work out, a joke will come. It, it's inevitable. It don't matter if we dated you for two months or two years. Once the relationship is over, the jokes will come out. Actually, we start working on the jokes when we first meet you and they be funny as fuck. And then when we realize, oh, you might be somebody we want to really like keep around and be in a committed relationship with, we stop telling our friends those jokes so they will respect you when they see you in public or in person. I'm a little bit different. I'm telling jokes immediately. I don't care because I love my stand up. But, you know, if I mess with you, then I tell the joke from a, a place of love. If I don't mess with you, you don't want me writing a joke from the place of spite. You don't want that. Cause I'm still funny from a spiteful point of view, but ooh, it's mean spirited. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, I got a new match on Bumble right now. Look at that, just patching it. But not open. Is your app open right now? No, it's just the alert, the alert came up. You know, a little pop-up, little pop-up action, you know, a little, oh, what's up, all right. All right, last story. Oh, he's cute. We ain't Sorry. even talking about the food. Ugh, it was me throw up, though. Oh, my God. Ugh. Nobody wants to deal with that. Um, Let's see how tall. He's six foot. Whenever a man says he's six foot, it really means he's 5'11", so I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> what if he watching right now? What if he he's sent you that bumble to see you to see you get the get the notification on, on live and then to see your reaction and look you diss them? All right, let's read his profile. Most irrational fear, ET, as in ET. Extraterrestrial, yeah. Um, talent producer at Apple Music from Seattle, Washington. Um, if we're the same type of weird, everything could potentially be a joke. Already, no. Um, the dorkiest thing about me is I'm looking for uh, any reason to dress up Halloween, 90s party, Comic-Con, sign me up. No, I'm not going to Comic-Con. Oh, wait now. Oh, wait, now I see, I see some shorts. Oh, oh, I might have to like that. Let me like that. Okay, and send. Okay. Yo, so this is also something on 
know about Chloe. <laughs> Chloe will be like Zainab. I want him to be successful, smart, eat well, you know, treat me good. And she'll find a man that got all of that. And then he'll have an average sized penis. And she'll be like, I don't think it's going to work. Then we have somebody who don't got no job. He's delivering. I don't know. He, he, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, he's still making beats, but ain't nobody heard none of his beats yet. And he sends Chloe one big old dick pic. And Chloe is like, oh, well, I guess this is the one. <laughs> Your mama, we ain't dragging him. Clearly, his penis print saved him for Chloe. Chloe was ready to throw him out the window. Apple Music didn't matter. Weird didn't matter. Seattle didn't matter. Talent managers didn't matter. Comic-Con didn't matter. Six Feet didn't matter. She was throwing him away. Then she saw a print of his PP. And it revived him and her. We can get to know each other. Listen, okay. I'm back. Go ahead, Tim. What you got to say, Tim? What you got to say, Tim? What I tell y'all? I told y'all no. I told y'all no. <laughs> oh, I will talk um, if anything happens with that guy. All right. Last story. Um, this weekend is Mother's Day. Zainab and I do not have children, um, but we have mamas. And this yes. question... This question was posed by uh, Joe Claire. Joe Claire is a great comedian and radio host in the DC uh, metro area. And he asked this question this morning on his Instagram. This is a great question. Should your boyfriend or your spouse for that matter, get their child's mother a Mother's Day gift? Does it mean anything to you? Or could it mean everything to you? Huh? Should he? Oh, this is a great question. Tune into the Joe Claire Morning Show. I want to hear what y'all got to say, DMV. All right. Um, Should you give him a hat? Oh, better yet, a blah, 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 blah. I can't believe yeah. Joe Claire still talk like that. That's how he talks. <laughs> or the spouse for that matter. I'm like, I don't, I'm not even paying to this question, at, paying attention to the question at this point. I'm here for the cadence, okay? The cadence. Um, so this is a good question. And I cannot believe, so I left a comment in the comment. That's how I saw it. I followed Joe on Instagram. And so I saw the people were being like, absolutely not. I would never. Why would she blah, blah, blah. And I wrote, so I, 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 am I unclear on the question? The question is, should a man buy the mother of his children a present on the day that honors mothers of children, regardless of their romantic past or current situation. And y'all people are saying, no, I said, if you say no, you need a hug and therapy. Ain't no way in the world you should be that upset about the person you with honoring the woman who pushed their big head baby out. Well, let me just go ahead and activate uh, Mrs. Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> Typically, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> on the YouTubes, the people that are responding with such ignorance are the people who have been used and abused. So they don't even know loving relationships. They're assuming that by baby mama, it means that you have a conflicting relationship. It means there is love lost. Okay, that there is fighting and conflict all the time. And if there is fighting and conflict all the time, 
then why would you give or gift anything to that fight or conflict? I don't even think people considered in that question that it could be a healthy co-parenting relationship. And if it is a healthy co-parenting relationship, if the mother of your children is a phenomenal mother, if the father of your children has been a phenomenal father, then yes, give them what you need to give them on the day to celebrate their parenthood. There you go. I'm not enough uh, hotep words in my vocabulary to really pull it off, but. You just make them up. That's all you guys do, just make them up. <laughs> see, the wit, <laughs> see, the home records are. <laughs> you know what? I, I agree with everything you said. And I think that, you know, it's sad when people view the mother of a person's child as competition. And, you know, just think about it this way. If you're with, if you were with a man, not to say you, but just in general, or anybody in the comments, if you were with a person and they had children with somebody and Mother's Day or Father's Day come around and they don't do anything to acknowledge that person who gave them the thing that they say that they love more than life itself, which is their child or their children. How do you think that that person would treat you if you were in that situation? Say you got married, right? Say you got married so you don't feel like you're just being tossed away as like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but you marry this person and then you have children with him and say, whatever happens, you get divorced. And now it's Mother's Day and he ain't giving you nothing. You wouldn't feel slighted by that. You wouldn't feel overlooked or ignored or devalued. Like, yes, it doesn't take much to give somebody a card or a gift certificate or even get a gift from the kid. I feel like if the kid is, if the kid is under 13, right? Not even 13. I would say under 10. You should get the gift and say it's from us or it's from. Well, I'm happy that you said that, Chloe, because I think that's the first question that has to be answered. Who's giving the gifts on these parents' celebratory days, right? Like, I actually thought that on Mother's Day, the kids actually give the mother a gift. And I thought on Father's Day, the kids, I never thought that that was an exchange between the lovers or ex-lovers. Do you get what I'm saying? But I do think, so So yes, like if the kid is, I think that the parent should always be um, working with the kid to give that other parent, to celebrate that other parent, especially if that parent has been a good parent, whether they, whether you guys are romantically entangled or not, you know? But I do think that everybody comments and negatively, I, just, I think it just speaks to the culture, the culture of family. You know what I'm saying? I think that we don't, I think that, I think that, you know, if we really think about the, the, the family has been broken. Do you get what I'm saying? That like we, we are bonded in some way and regardless of what happens, we take care of each other. We take care of one another. You know what I'm saying? That thing, I think that that thing is very much broken in our society. Um, and I, th I just think that that's, you know, that people's comments speak to that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with even just sending a bouquet, a bouquet of flowers. You yeah. Don't even, even interact with that person. You know, I get it if y'all don't like really fuck with each other, but as a token, as a sign, you know, thank you for being a mom and holding it down. Thank you for raising our kids and taking care of them. Thank you for giving me my son or whatever. Like if you're a woman like that, if you're a woman, or if you know women like that, tell them they trash, tell them, say, bitch, you trash. You have garbage. <laughs> Here's a more complex uh, uh, question, though, because you know how my mom works, Chloe. What if you ain't want to have a baby? Oh, mm. see, my thing what is if she groupied you? 
Mm, that's good too. Now my thing is this, if, if you didn't want to have a child and you don't have any interaction with that child other than child support, like you a deadbeat dad, then of course you're not going to get her a gift. But then why are you with a man who a deadbeat dad? That's the other question. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> and that is why I don't have any children. Uh, uh, ooh. I don't have any children. Mm. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We pulled another one out of this. We got another show in the can. This is actually episode 65, Zaina. We wow. are coming up on our one-year anniversary. Yes, this is episode 65. We was really holding it down, even with breaks and all of that stuff. Um, so thank you for um, coming on here and giving me some yeah. good energy. Thank yeah. you for the audience who held us down as well. Um, please tell people where they can follow you and support you until the new season of Upload airs. Yes. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Zainab Johnson, Z-A-I-N-A-B Johnson. Um, you can listen to my podcast called Honest Tea with a Z, H-O-N-E-S-T-E-A with Z. It's everywhere you get podcasts. And Sunday, I do a live show on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of that uh, with another comedian, Sydney Castillo, who has been on Chloe Across America. Um, it's like a relationship podcast. And yeah, I think we might discuss this last question that Chloe just asked about Mother's because it it'll be Mother's Day when we anyway. It's every Sunday at one p.m. Pacific time, so if one else to tune into, tune into that. Um, Chloe, thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, coming on and and really being a friend. I'm so excited that we got this yeah. episode out. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk okay. To you. Bye. All right, there you go, folks. Another episode of Chloe Cross America with hating ass Tim. There you go. Look at him, just being a hater. Go ahead, Tim, being a hater. What? Um, Tim, did you hear me when I said that we will not be um, doing a show next week, Thursday? I don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Chloe Across America. You can donate to the show if you have it in your heart. Um, we have Venmo, Cash App, PayPal um, right there on the bottom. You can see it. You can donate to the show. Please tell folks to join the new YouTube channel. It's really simple. Hey, Chloe. And I will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great night. Happy Mother's Day. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, thank you.